0: And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala.
1: Welcome to New York City at 6.04 on a Monday night, a busy Monday, rainy, nasty weather. Those of you in the car heading home, let me see, do I see umbrellas out there? No, but the streets are wet. I'm sure traffic is horrible. But we are here to entertain you and inform you. And, um, Sambollino, you have some, like, uh, live coverage of uh, what happened at the Apollo Theater last night. Is that accurate? Uh,
2: I do. I I was there last night to see Drake in concert. And I was uh, sitting in the middle mezzanine level, the lower mezzanine. And apparently someone fell into the orchestra pit below halfway through the concert they had to stop the show they stopped it for about 15 minutes to make sure everyone was okay but the show did resume and apparently this person is not seriously injured
1: there you go breaking news live coverage here on the idola power hour by the way how was the show by uh, mr drake
2: oh it was very good a lot of energy he did a lot of uh, his old stuff his new stuff had some cameo appearances. Your, your buddy Aaron Judge was in the house watching from the balconies. And it was very cool to be at the Apollo Theater. Now, how which do you I've know that Aaron visited. Judge was
1: in the house? They popped him up on the big screen? No. It?
2: Actually, when they stopped the concert, they turned up the house lights. And you could start to see everybody who was uh, in the crowds. And uh, once everyone spotted him, they started doing the Yankees chants, MVP chants. And then once they made sure that the person who fell was okay, they resumed the concert.
1: Wow! Very cool. Ah, celebrity sighting. Yeah, Way to go, exactly. man. I mean, my biggest celebrity sighting is Joe Piscopo. So I'm, you know, Aaron Judge is uh, right, a little more relevant than I'm not. Excuse me. Well, if Joe hears that, I'll go crazy. <laughs> uh, he's just, we'll edit that out of the podcast. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm very sorry, Joe. I'm, and I'm going to be talking about Joe a little later on, talking about his uh, his Perillo uh, tours. But you know, let's face it, Aaron Judge is the uh, MVP of the Major League Baseball. Uh, Joe Piscopo may be the MVP of radio and performing and playing five instruments, but right now he's not the MVP of Major League Baseball. Um, Speaking of Major League Baseball, um, you know, when when Derek Jeter retired, he formed um, a a website. It's like a podcast website. It's a little of everything uh, called the Players' Tribune. And he did it pretty, I think, immediately uh, after he retired. And the whole gist of it was a place where the players themselves could go to tell the truth about their lives and about sports and about the behind the scenes of of what they do every day. And that was in reaction to Derek Jeter and others' feelings that so many things were misreported. So many things that we read in the media are just not true. They're just blatant lies. And believe me, I I could vouch for that myself based on some of the cases that I cover. Well, guess who took a page out of Derek Jeter's book? I will read you the headline. Mayor Adams launches newsletter to counteract distorted New York City press coverage. Adams, who has grown increasingly cranky lately with how he's covered by city by the City Hall Press Corps, launched a newsletter Monday that he claimed will counteract distorted journalism about his administration. In a dig at the reporters who cover him every day, Adams said he decided to roll out the new initiative, quote, Hear from Eric, because all the great stuff we are doing is being distorted or not being reported at all. And look, I... Um, I'm fortunate enough to speak to the mayor and those around him and yes and he said it on our show and it was covered the Daily News did a, a whole article about it um and Richard Johnson did on, on the Sunday Daily News 2 weeks ago not this past Sunday the Sunday before that where uh they reported on what was said here on our show by Adams saying I when I asked him what was the like, like the part about the job that that he likes the least and of course we covered um, the, the police shootings and the firemen getting, Ill, getting, uh, hurt and how that takes a whole piece out of him when he has to go bedside and do those things And that we kind of knew that that was coming, but, uh, and cause that's obvious, but then he, he elaborated and he said, it's the media coverage and how they distort everything and how, you know, and what he's told me, uh, you know, when we've discussed it, he goes, all they do is highlight the negative and they never highlight anything positive. And as uh, much as you guys know, I you know I'm I'm rooting for him because he's our mayor. He's the pilot of the plane, and I'm not hoping that the pilot of the plane that I'm on crashes the plane. But I was a little, uh, what's the right word? Surprised to hear that he was surprised by the negative media coverage. That's what sells. Now it used to be that's what sells newspapers. Now it's that's what sell. That's what gets you clicks, right? Because It's all about the clicks. Just so you guys know, we will raise the curtain for those of you who don't know about media, for people who don't, you know, uh, um, don't read the newspaper online, but they read it in, in, you know, the hard copy that gets thrown up on the porch in the morning. They they look at how many clicks. What's a click? When you go on the website, the the Daily News, the Post, the Times, the Wall Street Journal, any of them, all of them, uh, they are able to monitor what exact article you're reading so it's one thing to say that the daily note news sells what 1.2 million copies every day but they're able to say from the online version this particular story got x amount of clicks this particular story got y amount of clicks so it's a business the whole thing is a business and it's the same with, you know, with the videos, which videos you think they're clicking on the the lovely honeymoon story of the couple that met. And now they're they're having a, a, a picturesque scene, you know, in in the the, the, the hills of, of Greece somewhere or the car accident that smashes into the tree. They know which one they're being clicked on. So and it's always the negative stuff. I mean, it's not no one's guessing at this. So. Adams is trying to combat this, and you got to give him credit. It's not a a unique idea; it is here in the city, but uh, it's it's basically exactly what Derek Jeter did. He gave the players from all sports, not just baseball, a place to voice. They're uh, the truth, according to them. Uh, you know, it's their truth. That may not be the truth, but it's their truth. Now, I don't think the Players Tribune has been uh, is, is knocking Facebook off the map anytime soon, but it is a place where uh, people in the world of of sports, professional sports, can call BS on stories that are out there that are being reported that they know are just not accurate. And trust me, it's it's not. <laughs> It's not far-fetched to say that stories out there are very inaccurate. Uh, the gov- the mayor's office is trying to do, you know, the best they can. And they, there are all these like little victories, all these little battles that they win that just don't get reported. Now, I understand that the the, the, the newspapers or the websites, they're not going to get a lot of clicks by saying, oh, you know, this one particular street had a water main that was busted and, like, 25 homes were affected and you know and and they fixed it and Adam's office got someone there and they fixed it within 24 hours which was record time no one's clicking on that story but the NYCHA housing that has the rats and the cockroaches and, and there's no hot water that's what people are clicking on so the mayor's like look I know I'm doing a lot of good things I know people on my staff are doing a lot of good things so if you want like a good news newsletter I'm giving it to you. If you want the, if you want to give, hear the good news, I'm giving it to you. Um, that has historically not worked, and you could, you could move this into the world of cable TV. That's why CNN is like doesn't know where they are. You know, Fox News knows where they are. They know who their audience is. They know what their audience wants to hear, and they just feed them what they want to hear. It's a business. That's why they've been number one since 2001. Um, MSNBC knows what their audience wants. They wanna be on the opposite spectrum of of Fox News and they feed them and that's what they want. And then, then they do okay doing that. Um, not as nearly as well as Fox does. And then there's CNN, which is like, well, we used to be like the down the middle news stuff in, I don't know, the 80s and early 90s when Fox MSNBC didn't even exist. Uh, Fox didn't come into the picture until uh, 96, I believe. But now they're like, well, which way do we go? Because you know what? You know what doesn't sell? Down the middle. There's a station right now called News Nation. I've appeared on it. You know, they're trying to just be the news. You're just going to hear the news. It 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 doesn't sell. So it's very hard. It's very, very hard in today's day and age to get the news without some sort of a spin on it. And not because he was my buddy, but Shep Smith's show on CNBC was pretty good not his very first show his very first show i thought was too far to the left but that 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 he moved away from that very quickly and then it was kind of just the news it was refreshing but you know what he didn't get a lot of eyeballs and the show was ultimately canceled so eric adams is literally taking matters into his own hands or his team's own hands and they're going to come out with this this um uh newsletter that says um you know the uh What's it called? Eric? Hears it from Eric? I just told you from from, him. Yes, that's it. Hear from Eric. H-E-A-R from Eric. You know what? We try to be here at the Idola Power Hour. We try to be your player's tribune. I, I try to play it down the middle. I don't know. I try to do it in a fun and entertaining way, which will keep you listening. And Sam Bolino plays good music. And we got Alex and Joni. And we're going to have some great guests this week. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. I'm going to tell you something about the law. And then we'll talk to Lauren Fix. And then we're going to talk to Alex about some sports. Let's have a great Monday.
0: Oh, here we, we go, side Blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750.
1: Well, you know what? Big Lou's meds probably cost a lot of money. And, you know, I think Big Lou runs a pretty good business, so he probably has a lot of money. But if, God forbid, you or a family member has to go to a hospital or a rehab center, maybe you're eligible for Medicaid, maybe you're not, maybe there are different kinds of insurance or different kinds of programs that could take care of you, Don't you want to know the answers to those questions? Those kinds of institutions, hospitalization, nursing homes, that could bankrupt you. Literally take all your money that you've been saving for your whole life just to get you back on your feet. And eh, now you're back on your feet. You got no more money to, to have some fun with it. Don't panic. Call our friends at Connors and Sullivan Attorneys at law. These lawyers have been working in this area for 40 years, so they know their stuff. They've helped hundreds and hundreds of people just like us with the same problems. Figure this whole thing out. It is a very complicated area of law. Take it from me. Connors & Sullivan lawyers will tell you exactly what you are eligible for, and they'll also help you devise a plan so that you don't have to worry to ever think about the word bankruptcy. Call Connors & Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer. Call Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer at 718-238-6500. They have offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. And you know, it is never too late. It's really never too late. Unless, of course, you hit the boards already. Then you can't talk to anybody. So before you're thinking about hitting the boards, it's never too late. The time to act is now. Call Connors and Sullivan, 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. And trust me, folks, you will be glad that you did.
3: for you. Rico, name that tune. could name stung. that tune? Say it
1: out loud when you're home.
4: Back in the ocean. See,
1: for me... This is 1982, right around this time of year. Sorry, oh my God, 41 years ago. Uh, who's singing? Who's
4: singing?
1: For me, it was Carla Galtieri, who's sadly since passed away.
4: And Cindy Ormsby was Maria. Andy
1: Stackpole was Tony. Dave room was Riff, and I was Baby John. Dougie I'm Ritardo Jabara was A Rap. And today, Sheeta Rivera, who is singing, is 90 years old. She is a legend, literally a legend. She um, played Anita in West Side Story, Velma Kelly in Chicago. And uh, she had the title role in Kiss of the Spider Woman. What will you have though to keep clean? This is just one of the greatest, greatest uh, like be Broadway be. Uh, show be. musicals uh, in be. terms well, of a fun. It's not bringing home from Lee Miz, but in terms of an ensemble cast, the choreography what is spectacular. Is there any video of you when you were in it? Oh, Padre be. Lou's got it better get rid of your accent we the choreography on this we went I, months we worked on it it was a big dance number there was probably 20 of us on screen sk- and sambalino the, the, the scandal the poly prep in the class of 82 is uh dave zerou was like a, a wrestler uh i think joe grillo was also a wrestler and these guys did not wrestle their senior year so they could be in west side story <laughs> I mean, it was it was amazing. And then on the it was two nights. We did it Friday night and Saturday night. And on Friday night, the guy who played Riff, Dave, he was having a fight with a knife fight with Bernardo, and he dislocated his shoulder, like wow. for real, screaming on the stage, screaming on the stage, and um, cause he was in real real pain. But of course, it's the scene where he dies, so he was done for the day. But we had to come in early Saturday morning. And re choreograph some of the scenes because David couldn't lift his uh, arm above his shoulder lane. Well, it was a little trip down memory lane. Speaking, oh wow, look at how I'm going to tie this in. uh, Which I didn't even realize I was tying this in. So, here's the headlines, ready? Donald Trump hires, I'm sure he wrote this himself, my, my friend Joseph. Donald Trump hires powerhouse attorney Joe Tacopina. Plans defamation battle over new book. Donald Trump just hired one of the country's top trial attorneys, Joe Tacopina, to go after a former Manhattan prosecutor for allegedly defaming him. TMZ has learned the Manhattan District Attorney has conducted an ongoing two-year probe into the probe organization's business practices. Mark Pomerantz. Was one of the senior prosecutors on the case before he resigned, allegedly after District Attorney Bragg would not let him pursue a criminal indictment against President Donald Trump himself. So, there is a book coming out. And we covered this a little bit last week, sans the appearance of Joseph Takapina. People, and the, he, oh, here's the tie in, folks. Joseph Takapina went to Poly Prep with me. Um, I was the class of 85, he was the class of 84. You know, we knew each other and we're friendly, but we, you know, we weren't buddies. Joe was a very, very big athlete and I was a very big thespian. Um, but then we worked in the Brooklyn district attorney's office and we've been friends for a very, very long time. Um... People v. Donald Trump, so that was the tie-in. Just so you guys get it. Cheetah Rivera, and then I went into uh, I went into West Side Story, and then that was Poly Prep, and then you know that's the whole ADD. This is what goes on all day long here. I'm tying people and places and cases and everything, and I just hope you guys find a little bit of fun here on a Friday. I almost said Friday night on a Monday night. Uh, yeah, hello. You're hitting your stride. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. People v. Donald Trump, February 7th, released by Simon & Schuster. So, you know, there's a lot of ways these days to release a book. And you can publish a book all by yourself. You don't need that anymore. It's kind of like podcasting. Like, you could have your own radio station. You just have to do it through the internet. It's the same with books. But this is Simon & Schuster. This is the real deal. An inside account of the attempt to prosecute former President Donald Trump, written by one of his lawyers, Mark Pomerantz, who worked on the case and resigned in protest when Manhattan District Attorney the Manhattan District Attorney Bragg refused to act. So I'll give you a little background. Mark Pomerantz, um, I do not know him personally, but he has in a very, very good, rep- a great reputation um, as being a very diligent and detail-oriented, um, what we would call a white-collar attorney. So... I don't think Mark Pomerantz probably – I'd be surprised if he ever did a murder case or a, a robbery case or a grand larceny case. He did more of like a big um, wire fraud and you know people stealing millions of dollars from uh, organizations or corporations. And he was in a very big law firm, like one of the biggest in the country. Um, probably making a boatload of money. No, definitely making a boatload of money because when you're a partner in those firms, you make like, you know, millions of dollars. Um, and he left there when Sy Vance was still the district attorney in Manhattan. And he left there to be a uh, special prosecutor um, alongside a uh, fellow by the name of Carey who was already in the office. And these are two gentlemen who I'm going to guesstimate are in their 60s. um, if not early, early 70s, but they're they're known as being two very, very excellent attorneys. Um, He, I criticized Vance when he did this because I said, you know, it's a slap in the face to the other 400 attorneys in your office, in the Manhattan DA's office, the storied Frank Hogan, you know, Bob Morgenthau, you know, Manhattan DA's office, that you have to go pull some guy out of private practice to come and look at the paperwork of the Trump organization and Donald Trump. And they, there wasn't someone who already worked for you who was able to handle that. But Pomerats came in, and these guys worked really hard. I was, saw them three years ago now when I – Carrie Dunn, I believe that's his name. Uh, who's the other prosecutor on the case. Uh, and I would see them in the hallway or whatever, really carry Dunn, because he would pop into the Weinstein case when I was trying it three years ago, right this second. Um, and then, surprisingly, in my opinion, when Alvin Bragg becomes the Manhattan DA, shortly into his tenure, he gave them some sort of an indication that he's not going to go forward with a prosecution against Donald Trump himself. And... uh and when I say surprisingly, is is you know, Alvin Bragg is getting all of this criticism about being a left-leaning you know prosecutor. You would think that and that you know it would feed into uh, the narrative to go after Donald Trump, who has become the big bad wolf uh, of the on the left. But he decided not to do so. Now I could understand him deciding not to do so. I mean, Donald Trump <laughs> did get a lot of votes uh, nationally. Now maybe not in New York, but to be the prosecutor who indicts the most recent president of the United States, it's going to cause a lot of, a lot of issues. And you're in a, and I don't, again, I'm guessing at his thinking, but you're in a County right now, New York County where crime is going up. And if you're a subway rider and you get robbed and you come out and your car is missing, or you come home and your house is burglarized, you don't care if you're a Democrat or you're a Republican you, you care about the crime. You were like, they're wasting all this time, effort, energy, and money to indict Donald Trump when when my, my son would, just had a knife put to his throat and he took his his iPhone. So he decided apparently not to pursue this. And um, Mark Pomerantz resigned. Um, I don't think Carrie Dunn – he has resigned, but I don't think it was as dramatic as this. They actually – Similarly, give me another minute. Um, I, they are actually forming a little law firm, a not-for-profit law firm, um, I think, to go after wrongful convictions. But I think to show – I mean, I think Pomerantz was so frustrated. I mean, he leaves this seven-figure-a-year job to go do this investigation and then you know nothing happens. But basically, yes, the Trump organization got fined one point six million dollars. That's like you you know, getting fined maybe sixteen dollars, maybe or well, maybe it's a dollar and sixty cents. I, I you could do the math. So there's not really a big. I don't think the Trump organization or the Trump family took a big hit um, with that uh, conviction. The um, accountant went to jail for five months, which would probably be really three and a half months. But um, so Pomeran says, I'm going to write this book. And we spoke about this last week. And the district attorney's office, I think, wrote a letter to Simon & Schuster saying, hey, this was a grand jury presentation. Grand jury presentations are secret. And, you, you know, uh, uh, until the grand jury minutes are released. But here, there was no charges, there were no charges, at least up to this point, so there are no grand jury minutes to be released. So if you start releasing in a book what took place in the grand jury, that's a clear ethical violation. Now, I will tell you, I know enough about Mark Pomerantz's reputation. He's not suicidal, right? He's not going to go and release a book that has things in it that are going to get him disbarred. This is not how uh, any lawyer wants to end their career, but uh Donald Trump was – it's funny because Trump and Bragg are kind of on the same page. Like, whoa, 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 we don't want this book coming out. So what does Trump do? He goes and hires Joe Tacopina. Now, if you guys want me to connect the dots for you, a little inside baseball, how does Tacopina get involved? Kimberly Guilfoyle. Kimberly Guilfoyle worked at the Fox News Channel. She worked on the Fox News Channel with me when I worked for Fox and she worked for Fox. Tacopina was an occasional guest on Fox and they met through that, and they, they became friendly. All three of us, quite frankly, were friendly. With um, uh, I've been asked several times, for the record, to get involved in the representation of the Trump and the Trump family. I think representing I think representing Rudy Giuliani in this situation is is enough. Uh, it's I don't need any conflicts between the greatest mayor that we've had. Uh, Giuliani and and President Donald Trump, so we're going to just stay in in President in Mayor Giuliani's camp. But uh, Tachipina writes this letter to um, the um, to Mark Pomerantz. Now, this is now colleague to colleague, and what he wrote. One of the sentences in the the letter was, "I strongly admonish you to take these next words seriously." Colon, if you publish such a book and continue making def- defamatory statements against my client comma my office will aggressively pursue all legal remedies against you and your publisher simon and schuster now from a legal point of view that's a tactic to get simon and schuster to get riled up and be like hold on Pomerantz. you know this is not exactly a hillary clinton you know it takes a village and you know there's a six million dollar advance you know we we want to make sure that we're not going to get stuck with a million dollar legal bill um Tacopina added, "Trust me." Quote, "Trust me. I will zealously use every possible legal resource to punish you, and your punish- and your publisher for the incredible financial harm that you have caused my clients to suffer." Well, and then Tacopina says in the letter that Trump is leading all potential candidates in the most recent polls for president of the United States. This is, uh, what this has done for Mark Pomerantz. If this book gets published, is they just made this guy a whole bunch of money. Uh, so, uh, because now that, now that this book is like, what is, what could be in this book? You know, it's like that forbidden fruit. There's going to be words in here that, like, we're going to lay and we're going to un- uncover all of this stuff. My guess is Pomerantz is maybe talking a lot about what was happening behind the scenes with issuing subpoenas and inside the DA's office and when Vance left and what Vance had promised them versus what Bragg said and, and, that Michigan. So it is interesting. Um, Joe wants me to get Takapina on the show. Maybe we will. I hate calling on my friends like, I, like, uh, like Joe and be like, Joe, can you help me out here? You know, come on the show. But he will if I call him. Uh, I hope that was interesting. Gave you a little update on, like, what's going on in the world of the law. But it's weird that he's talking to a colleague like that. Like, I'm going to punish you. You know, we're all in this kind of, like, community, this criminal law, this, this private defense attorney club together. It's not the verbiage I would have used. We're going to come back and change the topic altogether. Let's talk about cars. The new Corvette is coming out. I think it's all electric. Here comes Lauren Fix. Stay tuned.
2: Hi, Kevin McCullough. We're back at it tonight watching the markets and giving you the picks for the week with Hillary Kramer and Kevin McCullough. We will also get into a little bit of what non-fungible
0: tokens are and how they impact the investing scene. That's tonight at 7, only on AM 970, The Answer. We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices
5: whether to drink or not.
1: Bye, Dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Ann, remind me about that party again.
5: And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path, because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
1: You know what I'm going to do after this show? I am going to listen to Kevin McCullough's show because I don't know what these NFTs are. You know what they are, Sam? You know these non-fungible tokens? Uh, not
2: really, but, you They're know, like pictures
1: of things and reproductions of yeah, things. Yeah, it's uh, digital
2: art, if you yeah. will. But, but it's, but it's not can, like, it's like it's they- It's worth something.
1: But people have asked me for, like, copies of other people's search warrants and we're going to sell We're going to make that I know our, our friend
2: Carol Alt has NFTs available to purchase.
1: Okay, well, you know, you learn something new every day. If you want to learn something new. Let me tell you something. If you want to learn something new, you want to be involved with this legal stuff, this Tacapina stuff, this Idala stuff, this Mark Pomerant stuff, but you're like, hey, listen, at this point, I am not going to law school. I don't want to take that LSAT and then have those tests to go to law school and then take the bar exam and have to wait and spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, we have a solution for you. You can go to Plaza College and take up the art of Of court reporting. Now I've been telling you about this nonstop and I think it's a great idea. I'm going to have some court reporters here in the office helping me tomorrow, but we all need help sometimes. You know, you know how else Plaza College helps us, helps our whole society, our whole community. They teach people how to be nurses. Yep. Nurses. They have a new school of nursing. The accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus campus, and within the best hospital system in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients. That's right. You're going to see Alex Garrett in the chair getting his teeth fixed under the supervision of a dentist. It is incredible. If you want additional information regarding these programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study like the School of Business and Paralegal Studies or the School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's P-L-A-Z-A, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu.
5: Dennis Prager here. Visit
1: the Holy Land with me
5: and inspiration cruises and tours. No other trip will be like it. A Stand with Israel Tour. Call 855 565 5519 or
3: visit standwithisraeltour.com. Listen to us online at AM970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart Alexa, or Odyssey.com.
6: We're back
0: to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, Attorney Arthur Idala
1: we are all started up and you know i am not gonna go out and say like my heart was broken but i was really disappointed about uh, this showing not of the new york giants i did not i was pleasantly surprised they beat the vikings but i was definitely bumming about the buffalo bills um i thought that they were gonna really take it to the cincinnati Bengals, and they didn't and that's a bummer but to make it up to the listeners of the Idola Power Hour, from Buffalo, New York, the one, the only, the car, cor- the car coach reports, award-winning auto expert, energy expert, transportation expert, Lauren Fix. Hi, Lauren.
4: Hi, Arthur. Yeah, it was not a good weekend. I, I gave up about the first quarter I could see it wasn't going to end well.
1: Yeah, my friend was at the Giants game. Frank Corona and I was like, uh, Frank was, was up the game. He goes, it was over after the first drive. Um, but, yeah. you know, the Bills are much better than the Giants, so I
4: kept like, the Bills are going to come back. They're going to come back. Anyway, it's snowing. Well, it's I their environment. They're home. And, yeah.
1: But didn't happen.
4: Yeah, I thought the same thing. I, I will say that Allen had his head in the game and put sort a of dig, but it seemed like the other guys were, like, defeated before they started.
1: Yeah, and that doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's what happened, yeah. Lauren. You know, at night yeah. before I go to bed, I go on. Like this is how I unwind. Like some people like take a bath. Uh, some people work out. I sit there and I have this like whole little section on my phone. It's cars dot com, Auto Trader, um, CarQuest, um, and then I, of course I go to my Haggerty site. It seems like the price of used cars are slowing down. I mean, they were ridiculously expensive one year ago, but it seems like mm-hmm. they're coming down to earth. Is
4: that like, am I right about that or am I just looking at the wrong cars? No, used cars are coming down a bit. The inventory's not back. And I, I think the big thing for consumers, you know, and I do cover this on my Car Coach Reports channel. I put up a news segment every Friday at 9.15 Eastern Time. And, uh you know, I try to let people know what's going on. And I do have another one coming up this Friday. I'm constantly monitoring the prices like you are. And I don't think we're going to see a recovery in the used car market for, believe it or not, three years. And the reason for that is, although the prices may be dropping, it's because there's less demand. Interest rates are higher. There's a lot of people under repossession. And and if you're looking for that cool BMW or something that someone used three years ago, people are buying the vehicles off the lease. That's the problem. And so if you buy it off the lease, then there's less cars for the dealer to resell. So they're kind of fighting to get vehicles in. So I would say if you really don't need a vehicle right now, wait three to six months, you'll start seeing the rolling in of some good inventory.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are friends of mine who are getting calls, especially the American truck or American SUV. (laughs) They're getting calls like, and their lease is not up for a year. And they're like, bring your car in, we'll give you, they're on leases, we'll give you a brand new lease for the same price and we'll take yours back. And I explained them. The reason is the retail value on your car now has, has either stayed steady or it's higher and they're actually going to make more of a profit by selling your car and leasing you the uh, the new the 2023s. Am I
4: correct in my analysis? That's correct. Yeah, they'll get two sales versus no sales. So if I have a new vehicle coming in and maybe there's no one lined up for it, I can take your vehicle in, resell it, make a profit and sell your new vehicle get the hold back, which is what the dealers get plus the profit. So it's very advantageous to them. So
1: if someone like a, a lot of my friends uh, who have kids who are in college and they're sending their kids off to college and then, you know, they're not looking to buy a, a BMW or a Mercedes. They're looking to get their kid mm-hmm. a safe vehicle. Uh, we're talking yeah. at this point because of the economy and what you see Lauren fix in the future You better off leasing one of these things or you better off saying, hey, you know what? Just plunk down the money and buy
4: it. Well, I would suggest buying it if you can afford to finance it. And maybe that's your only option. You can do that as well. Remember, there's not great finance rates from the dealers anymore. So check with a credit union. Check with the bank you work with and then check with the dealer. And at least you'll have three comparisons. The credit union has come with some killer numbers lately. The last vehicle I purchased, I bought through credit union and the payments were better and so was the interest rate. And you don't have to be a member you just use the loans for them so that's something you might want to look into so that's what i was just going to ask you you don't have
1: to be a member of a credit union
4: no no you don't and the other thing um if you're like usaa you're past military and you're a member of that group they have really good interest rates that'll blow away and you can get anywhere else so i am not military but i I am but that's good I am a Captain Louis
1: R. Idala. I have been USAA since cool. I got my first car, so that's great. All right, Lauren, we got like Thank three minutes. Thank you for your l- service. No, no, that's okay. Padre's service. So uh, let's have a little bit of fun. 2024 Corvette E-Ray. Talk about it, Lauren Fix. All
4: right. I, I got an opportunity to see the E-Ray. I haven't driven it yet, so hopefully I'll get an opportunity to drive it soon. But I do have all the specs on it because I think this is what people are interested in. It's the first all wheel drive Corvette. So it celebrates the seventy years of Corvette, which started September fifty three, and they're calling it the E Ray. Does not mean it's a plug in. It is better than that. It is a hybrid and the six point two liter L T two V eight engine. What that means is it adds more horsepower, giving you six hundred and fifty five horsepower, zero to sixty time in. Call Arthur Idala for help. Two point five seconds. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that would be me calling you, going, Arthur, I need your help. <laughs> but um, but it's faster than the z 6 and it's great. It's all wheel drive, so you could drive it year round. So it's, so it still and, has the, uh, it's got the same body style as the current Corvette. Yeah, okay. same C eight. One hundred and eleven thousand dollars is the price.
1: Okay, so one last question with Lauren Fix, who's like, you know, people are like, ask me who listen to the show, Lauren. Like, why do you always have that car lady on? I go because she's for me. Like, this is my segment of the week because <laughs> this is like my addiction, my hobby, whatever it is. Hypothetically, I am going to ask you a hypothetical question. You are a very young woman, okay. but let's just say when you are approaching, well, let's dang. say your your fiftieth birthday, and you had fifty thousand, <laughs> yeah. you had fifty thousand dollars, and the the two cars are in pristine condition. You have a nineteen eighty eight. BMW M6 or a Ooh. 1993 Corvette ZR1. Same price, same oh. mileage. Everything is the same. But, you know, you want
4: a fun car to, to hang around in. All right. I'll give my answer, but you have to give yours. I say BMW all day long. What do <laughs> you say? It's it's
1: hard because the ZR1 is a special Corvette. Um, but yeah, but not I, that I year. Mean,
4: that's not the year. The last ZO, uh, ZR1 is the one to have. I would say the BMW is going to be a blast on the track. The Corvette's see, very you, forgiving on the track.
1: Yeah, see, the funny part is I'm not really going on the track that much. I'm driving the streets the of BMW, Brooklyn. But no, I, I think the BMW is just, I just love the lines on it. It's so beautiful. It's so yeah. classic. And it actually has a little back seat. So you can actually, you know, I have a six-year-old and a one-year-old. So I could like throw them there back go. there and be like, come on, let's go to the store with daddy. Um, Lauren, we look forward <laughs> to you every week here on the Idola Power. The Car Coach
4: Reports Friday it'll be coming out right at nine fifteen a.m. Is that what you told us? Right, I put out car reviews three times a week at seven forty-five, uh, Monday, or Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then Friday we have the Car Coach Reports news segment at nine fifteen. So subscribe on YouTube, all forms of social media, whichever one you're on. You can find me at Lauren Fix.
1: All right, Lauren Fick, she's my personal car expert. I now learned that the ZR1, I think the last year they made it, was 96. So I have to start looking Mm -hmm. at the 96. I just sit there and fantasize. Don't worry, folks. I'm not giving away Arthur, Ariana, (laughs) and Lucas college tuition to go buy a car. All right, we are going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and um, we're going to wrap up the show. Boy, this was fast. I hope you thought it was as fast as I did. I'm in trouble with Sam Bellino because I keep going over on time. We'll be right back.
6: Hi, this is Judge Kammins, a partner at Idala Bertuna Kamins, and Kamens, and where author Idala of the Author Idala Power Hour works at his 24/7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service, preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind, ABK, the power legal firm.
5: your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691.
1: So I now know how Gattulo, uh, how Piscopo feels like when Gattulo's yelling at him about like time and stuff like that. The difference is Piscopo's got a four-hour show. We have like a you know we, we try to get a lot in here, Bolino. You put a lot I, of pressure on me, man. Look, just three, three minutes, two minutes. No, my seconds. job is to keep you on time. I know well, you do a great job, Bolino. and everybody knows you. People like ask me how Bolino doing. Uh, I said he's doing great. So um, speaking of Piscopo. Uh, and I have experienced this firsthand, and it is a wonderful, wonderful experience. I'm very lucky because everything that I talk about on this show in between the, the actual show are things that I have personal experience with, which makes it very easy to speak about. Piscopo has teamed up with Steve Perillo. Now, growing up in New York, the Perillo name and Perillo tours, it's a household name. And what they've done now is they've created they've created a special offer to our audience, the AM970 audience. And it's a special tour with the Perillo family, and Piscopo is going on the tour. It's and I've participated in this. I don't forget now what year it was—eighteen or nineteen. I know it was right before the pandemic. I think it was eighteen. Three nights in Rome, seeing like you know all the, the important stuff. But you know the Vatican, the Colosseum, the Forum, and uh, at one of the nights at the dinner, Piscopo performs, which is fantastic. And it's not like you just see the Vatican. Perillo has like the best tour guides that, number one, help you kind of maneuver the lines. And number two, when you're in there, explain everything to you. And then, ready for this? Are you are you sitting down? Then you fly to Sicilia, to Sicily. And you spend three nights in Taromina. And um, you're going to visit, besides Taromina itself, which is the biggest tourist attraction in all of Sicily, you're going to visit the medieval villages of Forza de Argo. And Savoca, and you're going to see the famous Bar Vitelli. Now, why is Bar Vitelli so famous? Well, in the Godfather episode, when Michael Corleone is he's uh, has to get sent to Sicily to hide because he killed the cop, that is the bar where Michael Corleone meets Apollonia's father and asks to meet her and eventually her hand in marriage. So that, I've never been there, but that would be a very place, cool place to go just for the nostalgia of the movie. And then you go to Palermo. Now, Palermo is where my mother's family from. Tar- Tarumina is in, the, is in the province of Messina. South of Messina is the province of Catania. That's where my father's family from. And Palermo is where my mother's family's from. And there are so many historical sites to see in Palermo, including some beautiful beaches. Rome and Sicily with Perillo and Piscopo. And I don't even know they haven't given me the date yet, but maybe an Idola too. You know how come I don't get a What's the matter with Crowley here, Frank? It's I-Dollar here. How about you make get me in the mix here? A Perillo tour, and I could vouch for this is a stress free stress free escorted vacation where you really don't lift a finger. You just have a lot of fun and you see a lot of cool stuff. I could not encourage you more to participate. Rome and Sicily—that is the trip, the itinerary I did the very first time I went to Italy. In 1981, I think I was 12 years old. 1 800 431 1515, 1 800 431 1515, or go to perillotours.com. My mother's going to say, Well, why can't I go? I'm going to say, Because you could give this tour. You've been to Italy, you've been to Rome 500 times and Sicily 750 times. Anyway, I strongly encourage you, call 1-800-431-1515, 1-800-431-1515, or go to perillotours.com.
0: During the pandemic, they closed our churches down.
1: Suicide rates are exploding.
3: Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America, and there's no church to bring the hope.
0: See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis.
1: Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading
0: what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God. It's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at salemnow.com. Salemnow.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer.
1: Dame that tune. So this is what I love about this show. And sometimes they get criticized. You know, they're like, oh, you're talking about the law. You're talking about food. You're talking about cars. You're talking about charities. Like, we started the show <laughs> with Cheetah Rivera doing I Want to Live in America from West Side Story. And we're ending the show with, who doesn't know this song? Every time there's like, oh, let's listen to the top 100 greatest rock and roll songs of all time. It's very rarely very rare that this is not the number one song I don't even know, maybe once like Born to Run Bob O'Reilly trying to think what else is usually Oh, Hey Jude, maybe Hey Jude beats this out every once in a while. This is Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin Now, Sambolino, what is this fact you got here about what happened in New Mexico?
2: So, I I thought this was a pretty interesting fact So, today in 1991 John Sebastian, an owner and general manager of a radio station in Albuquerque, New Mexico, it's KLS KFM. He played Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven for twenty-four hours. And this was to inaugurate a format change to classic rock. Well, apparently it ruffled some feathers of some listeners, because police showed up with guns drawn once after a listener reported that the DJ had apparently suffered a heart attack and later became suspicious that, you know, this being eight days into the Gulf War at the time, that a radio station had been taken hostage by terrorist dispatched by Zeppelin freak Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Unreal.
1: I got to tell you, New Mexico's been on the news a lot lately, huh? Yes, Mr. yes, they uh, have. He's um, apparently going back into rust, um, Mr. Uh, Alec Baldwin. Well, this is a uh, a, a very special uh, song. A, I, you know, I'm not a huge Led Zeppelin guy. I mean, I'm not going to turn it off, but I, you know, it's just, I don't know, just... Sometimes things tickle your fancy, and sometimes things don't. Um, I do want to give a little memorial note to um, a, a colleague slash friend of mine who uh, passed away over the weekend um, at a very young age, 47 years old. Um, he, uh, Alan Kamizaroff was um, on the team of Shepard Smith's Studio B in 2004. Uh, my first appearance, and it was Alan and Jay and Kim and Jonathan. That was Shep's basically main crew, and uh, they're the ones who put me on as Shep's legal analyst. And then I wound up doing a whole bunch of shows with uh, on the Fox News channel. That's really how I got hired, and Bill Shine hired me. Um, and Alan, um, Alan went up the chain of command. Alan lived in Bay Ridge with his wife, Rachel, and their son, Ben. And so when Luca was little and uh, Ben was little, you know, we used to get together We were in the ragamuffin parade in Bay Ridge together until maybe nine years ago, something like 10 years ago, they moved to New Jersey because they wanted the house and all of that. But Alan really rose up to very high ranks at Fox and, um, Ten years ago he had a, a heart event and he then lost a lot of weight. and um, he's been running half marathons, literally. Um, he's a Brooklyn boy, Edward R. Morrow. and then uh, two weeks ago he, um, he suffered a, a heart attack that uh, ultimately two weeks later caused his death. His uh, son Ben and his daughter Olivia and Rachel. Um, I saw them all yesterday. There was a memorial service for him in New Jersey where he lives. And it was a weird thing because it's a tragedy when you lose someone at 47 years old. It was a tribute to all those who loved him because there were so many people there. And the weird part was it was like a weird kind of reunion of sorts because... A lot of people are in different places in the world, and, and uh, people flew up from different parts of the country to be there. Shep was there, and all those people who I mentioned who were on Shep's show were there, and I left a family event all the way upstate New York and drove down about three hours to be there, um, and there was a lot of love in that room for a man who deserved it. At the end, they had, um, and, and I credit all the higher-ups at Fox, everybody, who really meet, makes a big difference at Fox were there um, from the behind the scenes, people like the chairperson and the president to the honor people, Martha McCallum and, and Pete and uh, Steve Ducey and Bill Hammer and um, uh, Harris Faulkner, um, uh, Dad, Dana Perino. We were, we were all together to pay tribute to Alan Kamisaroff. He was a great guy, always had a smile on his face, handling some of the most, tedious and scary moments of election coverage and death coverage and and he was a true true professional and to rachel and ben and olivia we'll all be there that that family that we had from that period of time to support you and and alan's memory will live on in the most positive way for years to come have a great night monday night we'll be back tomorrow ready for action
6: The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons PC.